hey there, folks. This is the final installment of our bonus ride-along series with the Milford, Ohio Police Department. Thank you so much for listening thus far. If you haven't listened the previous few weeks, go back. It all goes together. And if you have, thank you so much for joining us on this journey. We hope you enjoy the show today. Let's get on with it. Um, can you speak generally about the like what it's like to be just a female officer in general? Um, very hard. Um, I think it's by individual. I've seen female officers that you know don't care either way. Um, myself, I I think I can probably speak for Dennis as well. It's just you work so much harder and you train outside so much harder just to hopefully be looked at as an equal and. You're, you're never gonna be looked at. I mean, you're always gonna be the weakest link. And not that my department makes me feel that way. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying in general, like, you just put a lot more stress and a lot more pressure on yourself to be one of the guys, in a sense. Like, you just, you don't wanna be looked at as, oh, I don't I don't want her, you know, back me up. Does that make sense? Because yeah. the female, I mean, we're, we are weaker. It, it, as far as, like, muscle and stuff like that, it's just no matter what you are. And I think... You know, the good female officers just beat themselves up a whole lot more because they want to be looked at as equal to their their partners. Mm-hmm. And it's a hard thing. Do you feel like you when you say you work harder, that means like you are working out on your off time and you're like, you know, do, like what does it look like? Yeah, like I train like with fitness and stuff um, a lot just because I want to have some sort of edge somewhere when it comes. The criminals, bad people, are always going to be stronger, younger, and faster than you. Always. Mm-hmm. Always, always, always. So I feel like I, I need some sort of edge to help me in that in that sense. But at the same time, you're still a female. Like, I'm, <laughs> I mean, if a bad guy's going to look at you or your 6'6", 300-pound partner, I mean, you're going to be the weakest link. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It, it, unfortunately, it is what it is. But I just, I put a lot of pressure on myself just to try to be up to that level have you had uh, criminals like size you up and say things about your gender as far as uh, i mean just <laughs> i'll have like oh you can handcuff me anytime you oh, know. Sure. i'll go you can take me just stuff like that but overall as far as people going after me before a guy not really i don't think so yeah i think sometimes you get a little bit more respect Interesting. N- not all the time not all the time but i think sometimes they look at you as a woman, like the better ones, and kind of like, okay, you know, she's she's clearly badass. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, would you? Do you think having majored in what did you say, criminal justice? Mm-hmm. Do you think that that helped? Like your understanding of law enforcement and stuff, or do you think it doesn't matter? I think you learn on this field. That's what you're saying. J. What do they yeah. call it? OTJ? Yeah, I think you learn everything that you need in when you get into this field. I think sitting behind a desk studying stuff for patrol is, uh, it may help a little bit, but I couldn't tell you yeah. one thing that I'm, I'm going to be <laughs> really? honest with you. Yeah, I mean, you just, everything, it's just a very hands-on profession that you, you learn and nothing's ever the same. Mm. Like, you don't, there's no book that's going to tell you how to handle every situation. Mm. 
And when we were talking earlier, you had mentioned like there's some regulars. So you have people that you arrest a lot or you at least see around or that do the same crimes or struggle with addiction and that kind of thing. Yeah. So we have a handful and I'm sure it's in every single area that we'll see them walk and we know their names and they know us. You know, it doesn't make them bad people. It's just we we have more encounters with certain people than others. Yeah. And sad. Yeah, that is sad. Are you able to offer resources? Oh, they're going. See? Yes. We, and and that's one thing about our department, I can't speak for other departments, is that we do, like, we truly do try to help in every aspect that we can. Get them help. If it's, you know, calling CIT or... You know, just talk with them a little bit longer or, you know, trying to find other avenues to get them some help. We do try. It's not like you're a piece of crap, you're going to jail. Like, it truly is not like that. Like, and that's what TV portrays that, you know, you're just arresting people. But there's a lot of, like, other work that goes involved. And, like, we actually, believe it or not, we do care mm-hmm. about people and their well-being. Even the ones that we do, you know, we are with a lot. All right, we're doing another traffic stop. We, again, me and all my help, and I'm a hero. Um, we're stopped. This person was definitely speeding. He's older. 40 to 33. I'll be on Main Street near Edgecombe with Ohio Passenger. just put her sunglasses down i don't think she's given this guy just a warning he was like for sure speeding like by a lot and she's shaking her head she's laughing he's laughing but she's she's not doing the head tilt yet she's talking with her hands she's letting this gentleman know old lady in the front seat next to him he's talking oh he had his license and registration out and ret to go he's doing a lot of talking she's checking both in front of him well, this is the second call. We've been out in, in the field for a minute, so... She's talking to him a lot, though. She's got those, um, Oakley, like... They look like officer-issued sunglasses. Like, if she rolled up on my car, I would definitely be nervous. She's skinny, but I would still be nervous. And she's doing a lot of talking to this gentleman. She's gonna run his stuff. Okay, what's your personal philosophy as a police officer? Like, what do you try to do? I try to see the good in everybody because I think there's good in everybody. Maybe just a little bit of good, but I think there's some kind of good in everybody. Do you really feel that way that in everybody? I do. I, do. I think I think everybody has some sort of good in them. Um, at least the people that I have encountered with. And I never want to just absolutely ruin somebody's day. Or life. I mean, obviously they're making choices. That's you know, that's on them. But you know, I'm not going to throw the book at somebody in every single situation that I can because we're human and we all make mistakes. Hmm. That's awesome. Has there ever been anybody you let go that you like stopped later and you were like, "Damn it, I should have, I should have gotten them." Uh, no. Good job, you. Okay, so when you're thinking of. Is that you? No, it's not you. Okay. Um, like, how do you turn off that part of your brain of, like, thinking of the worst-case scenario always or thinking that everybody around you has a weapon or thinking everybody around you is going to, like, hurt you or your kids or whatever? Like, how do you how do you live a normal life? Um, I don't think you do. At least I don't. Like, I constantly, off-duty, you think of worst-case scenarios all the time. 
with your kids in the car or not or just walking somewhere and just why I usually don't go out in crowds a whole lot because you can't I can't I can't say you can't and my husband's completely different he can turn it off in a second he leaves it at the door I, I have a very hard time leaving my job at the front door so it's just I think it, it no matter who you are it changes you in some aspect and have people like have people commented that like they don't see you as much or like they think that you're like more closed off or anything like that yes yeah. Yeah. a few few close people and obviously I'm not gonna say their names but yeah it's and it's not their fault like I think this job literally just changes your psyche a little bit and you just are more on guard and makes you come off as more you know, I want to say a cold person just more maybe jaded or just a lot more alert than what the normal normal citizen is on a daily basis how do you balance that with like like I would just I think if it were me I would just like I would have to become a robot because if I felt everything I would just constantly be a, a mess on the floor and I wouldn't be able to do the job so how do you like do you find yourself on guard emotionally like how do you protect yourself that way in this job like on duty with yeah. calls um it's hard and I'm not gonna say I'm perfect because it was a lot worse in the beginning than it is now like there's times that you obviously have to keep your composure and during that situation like no matter what you got to keep yourself together but afterwards I mean there's numerous times when I first started that I'll get my my cruiser and it just the tears come down especially when it comes to kids that's a very 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 hard thing especially when you have kids but you know the best thing that you can do in law enforcement is when you get off duty is leave that at the door and that is a very very hard trait to come by and I'm not good at it um my husband is I'm not so I'm still so if somebody has a secret to that they they can let me know but (laughs) it's hard well and also like we sort of expect you all to be robots and then we don't but but we also want you to be human but robots but human but robot and it's just like it's that balance of like you know I think it's it's very easy to forget that you guys have feelings and thoughts and like you know you also like I don't know that this would be hard it's just a hard job it's just a really hard job I don't yeah what is the if you were going to what's a perfect world like if you were going to describe like would it be a world where we didn't need like to like where there be no bad guys would that be like a perfect world yeah but we both know that's never going to happen that's right. <laughs> it's yeah it's just a world that people actually get along and you know but that's that does that's never going to exist yeah. ever that's so i don't even like think of that because it's never going to happen yeah have you ever felt like have you ever felt no i don't want to ask that let me change that if how do i want to say this no i don't want to ask that either trying to think of a different way to ask it that doesn't sound so like Pollyanna like everything's great if you could educate people on one thing that you think would just generally make a difference with either interacting with law enforcement or just being a human in the world what would be something that you would tell people that would be helpful for them to know when you first ask that the first thing that come to my mind is just comply you know, I think people want to go against the grain sometimes. And listen, there's bad decisions officers make. I'm not justifying every decision that an officer's ever made. We we all make mistakes. And but if just comply and then complain later, 
you know just comply and then if, if that per, that officer is in the wrong complain and it, it'll get trust me when complaints come in they get looked at they don't get shoved underneath the rug um it, it becomes an investigation so just comply it's going to save everybody heartbreak and tears and you know families and friends just comply and listen and then complain later if there's a complaint do you, are you, is there a law that, I know this exists in the military, is there a law that, or some sort of rule that you and your husband will never be on the same, in the same jurisdiction or on the same squad or in the same, I don't know what the words would be, but like in the military, like brothers right. couldn't serve together? Um, I don't, I mean, I know that there's, there's departments, um, that have married people in them. Oh, really? But they don't work on the same shift. Ah. Um, I mean, him and I obviously they're not in the same department so we never have to worry about that but there is some they call it nepotism yeah. is that right yeah, yeah. local departments that you can't be like you can't join the force if you have a brother or sister or husband or wife or something and i get it i mean I it changes the dynamic of calls and you're always gonna be wor- worried more about that person well i would also think like if something especially if you have kids if something happens to right. both of you it's oh, like jesus yeah. like right. yeah Ugh. we are at this the like one movie theater in the town where i grew up and it has a ridiculously massive parking lot like they do not need this many parking spots in my opinion no oh it did was it it used to be busy oh back yeah back in the day when covid hit it was oh this oh really yeah i want to say completely full but like thanksgiving all like those big holidays holidays. yeah but this is pretty massive yeah and <laughs> Officer Wilson was saying, what were you telling me before about this parking lot? So, some of these big parking lots that late at night, you'll find, like, cars by themselves with their windows all steamed out. We all can imagine what was going on in that. <laughs> it's just random places like that or back behind school buildings or just, they think they're being sneaky, but, like, that's one of the places we always go and look. So, so how do you break it up? You just knock on the window, on the window and <laughs> tell them to put clothes on and then... Usually ask for the ID, but I mean, obviously, if it's if it's too adult, I mean, can you cite them? Uh, you can. I I've never done it. If it's juveniles, then we call mommy and daddy. Do you really? Oh, that's hilarious. I don't want to know if my kid yeah, I would is. Too. I would too. Oh yeah. But were they? Are they just like in tears? Like, please don't tell oh, our yeah. parents that we're screwing. Yeah. Oh, bless them. I know. Bless their hearts. <laughs> I'd be mad if an officer didn't call me and my kids were doing that. Yeah, I would be too. What do you what do you see like is it the kind of the same thing in like the target parking lot as like just like running plates seeing who's got stuff out? Yeah, I don't usually hit them too too much. It's just luck. Being at the right place at the right time is all it is. Yeah. Just get behind the right car. Now, if we were so like you were saying before, if we were in Cincinnati proper right now, we would just be call 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 yeah. call call yeah. call call. They call it chasing the radio. Oof. But I mean, we have days like that too. Really? Kind of weird that it hasn't been like that. Well, y'all, I am wrecked. I am so tired, and I only did a six hour shift. And listening to the two female officers that I was with today discuss their lives outside of being police officers, they both have full-fledged farms. They both take care of a shitload of animals. Officer Wilson has children. 
Uh, Officer Dennis has uh, is married and has a life, and I just like I'm wrecked. And you can hear it, I'm certain. And when I go to edit this, I might be mad at myself because you can totally hear me start melting down. I mean, I start repeating myself, asking the same questions because I am just so tired by the middle of the second, like three hour set. Cause um, I did about six hours in the, and like five of those were probably in the car. So it is a lot of just head on a swivel driving. And if anybody knows, you know, if you drive cross country, like if you sit in a car for five hours, even if you're not the one driving, it's exhausting. Imagine like driving around having to like look for crime. Like I (laughs) is a hard job, y'all. And they even both commented that because it's the Milford office, it was just like a weird night that was very slow And I even said the cursed quiet word, which is usually the thing that gets everything popping off. And even then things didn't really pop off. So I'm still exhausted. And I was able to see so much more of Milford than I even knew existed. And just, I don't know how they do it. And I say it at least 67 times on the episode. And I've said it to both of the officers who are probably sick of hearing me say it, but the job is hard as fuck. That's going to do it for us here at Service from Hell for the final installment of the Milford Ride Along Police Department episodes. Thank you so much for listening. These bonus episodes were really harrowing to make because they were, uh, it was just an intense experience. And I'm super grateful, like I said, to uh, Officer May, Officers Mayhan, Dennis, and Wilson for letting this happen and for Chief Mills for overseeing it all. So, what a great experience. What an interesting experience. What a fraught experience. What a, what an everything experience. And I'm really grateful to both of those officers who are female for sharing what their experience has been like working in a male dominated field with a lot of intensity and a lot of the roller coaster and a lot of the up and down. So yeah, I'm really grateful for their time. This was such a long series because they gave me so much of their time for audio and recording and I wanted you all to be able to hear what it was like. So thank you all so much for joining us on this journey. And we will get back to our regularly, regularly, why that, why that word is hard to say, our regularly scheduled interviews and the normal format starting next week. Thank you folks so much for listening. Good night. <laughs>